Welcome to the Circle of Dawn. Enjoy. Drink boost potion. Um, I look over to Cormilan on the floor. Some fun you had. I'm drinking healing potion. So that's the names Some... of all these passions down here. Uh, fun down, is not my well. association with these proceedings, but I think I will be fine. Uh, where you are, um... Yagai, at the bottom. Oh, okay, now I see them. Oh, right. Well, I reach out my hand and uh, lift you up. I'll go on you. then. Okay, and um, as you can see, there's uh, uh, more alcoves towards the top, and the two first alcoves have got the uh, collapsed uh, walls and ceiling where the uh, the two knights obviously came out of. And just ahead, as you're looking from where you are, Kalias and Vanessa, you can see a a, a, a yellowed um, skeleton um, kneeling down on the floor with its arms out and um, a sword um, by its side. I'm trying to do some ritual of gifting something before it got chopped down, maybe. Well, let's investigate. I follow Vanessa, but give her some space to grab check. Okay, you're quite happy that there's... Uh, there's no, there's uh, no traps around here. And as down below, um, these are uh, the other six passions. And the uh, skeleton, um, as you're uh, looking at it, you you see uh, this sword by its side, a superbly um, sharp and and um, forged uh, metal broadsword. With a bright blue gem in the middle of its hilt. The hilt is made from what looks like um, eagle's wings, and it's got uh, three other blue gems in the um, in the handle as well. Um, it's also got runes down the side, and on the top of the pommel is the um, insignia for Garland. You also see next to. Um, the statue on the floor just in front of um, statue in front of the skeleton this blue brooch the emblem of garland again embossed upon the surface of the blue gem how big is that sword that, that sword sword it's a broadsword okay beautifully crafted craft uh, crafted 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 <laughs> We might as well add it to a general weapon collection for now until we know more about what it is. You can see that the uh, skeleton has been here uh, quite a, a, a long period of time. It's actually kneeling in front of Garland um, and, and it's yellowed with age, so it's probably been here for many hundreds of years, but not fit, not not uh, disintegrated to dust. And it didn't look like it was like stabbed, etc. It looked like it sort of died or something. You can't see any obvious injuries. It's unusual to find a, a kneeling skeleton also. And these urns, like I said, they, they uh, self-ignited when the uh, the knights um, came out of their alcoves. And it's just burning coal, it looks like. 
guessing what we put in an offering jar, if anything, or do we continue exploring that back bit of the room? Obviously, we're taking the weapon and the gem. So, to Kalias and um, Cormelan, all the statues are human and male. To Vanessa, all the statues are human and female. And to Yargai, all the statues are orcs and male. So what are you doing? Is, is there anything special about that sword? Well, apart from it being expertly crafted, and as soon as you touch it with the, with the to see how sharp the blade is, it cuts you almost immediately. But it's got a, gl a blue gem in its hilt and three, well, six gems, uh, blue gems, three on each side of the pommel. Signet of, of garland on the um, top of the pommel. I think but it's fair to assume that's a magical sword. But it's got lots of runes down the blade, as you can see. Oh. There you go again, well, so they, you can look at it. They weren't subtle, subtle about it. There's nothing subtle about this. All right, yeah, if, I, um... nobody, if nobody's minds, I might take that. I've also got that as well. Yeah. It's a brooch. It has a pin on the back. Again, Kalias, it's the same colour of blue that you've seen on the other insignia and the colours that you saw when you entered the cave and in the alcove area. Yeah. It seems to be that this colour is somehow tied to Garland in their in their minds, in their creative interpretation of Garland. Yeah, that's what you'd probably be gathering by now. So, does it mean does it mean anything to you? Not really, no. Um so this skeleton, I I heard that it's it's a pretty old one. Um, what what does it look like? It was doing like praying, yeah, giving looks, offerings. It looks like it was praying in front of Garland. Does it look like human skeleton, orc skeleton, troll skeleton? Well, it's more more than likely either human or or elf. There's no way of being able to tell the difference. It's definitely not a, an orc or a scrang or anything bigger or smaller. So, and it has like regular teeth, no horns, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the, um, what was it, the dish that it holds in, in its hands? No, it's not got a dish in its hands. It's just got its hands held out in a, um, kind of like, um, oh. No, 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 I mean the, the statue, sorry. I mean the statue. The, the statues hold the... Oh, the, the statues. They've all got yeah. a bowl out, as if... Um, for accepting an offering. There's nothing in any of the bowls for any of the um, um, questers. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, passions. Well, does anyone want to make an offering to some passions? To have us blessed for the ongoing journey? Um, one question for uh, Stephen. Um... Mm -hmm. The statues of Ragog, of Vestrial, and of this. Yep. What do they look like exactly? They don't look like the uh, the mad passions. They look like the passions of old, the ones that you've read stories about of how they used to appear. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, yeah, you, so. you you know from just looking at these passions. Well, assuming you've talked to each other, how they appear differently to, to, towards each other, that's not uncommon for passions to appear like that to different people in the world. But for statues and representations of them, um, it's quite unusual, but it's not unheard of. So they have been bestowed upon possibly by the passions. 
Um, before the scourge. Okay. Oh yeah. Sacred place. If there's a statue of this here, I might have also some body fluids for her, but that would actually be bless bless her move. Please don't. This is just above you. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, I uh, cut my hand and pour some blood on a bowl of uh, on the statue of Thestonius. Sort of Thestonius. Okay, you um, only you here, um, Thestonius. As, uh, as clear as day, and as you completely expect the Stonius to speak, you are blessed, my child. Feel a warm glow go throughout right. your whole body. Um, and you, you feel um, that some of your injuries are being restored. So in game terms, you get a free recovery test at plus eight. Okay, that's that's great. Tough, toughness plus eight. Oh, average, but there you go. Oh. Nobody else hears uh, the Stonia say anything. Only you. Okay. So while he does that, I would be putting a book on... Um, okay, this passion, I can't pronounce this name. Mindruji. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, I have trouble with that one. It's like Mayanbruji, Mayanbruji. I've I've had quite a few uh, interpretations, and I I struggle. It doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, Minbruji, I put a book on his plate. You uh, um, also hear a voice in your head, which is uh, um, for you is the exact sound um, of um, this passion, obvious to you. And um, it says similarly, you are blessed, my child. And in game terms, you have plus one step to willpower for 24 hours. Ready? Uh, for crawling, put some of the money I stole in this thing. Um, the airship, when I was in the crowd and I pickpocketed the people in it. Okay, okay. You hear, uh, no, you don't hear anything. However, the money does disappear. Oh, not being his nature. Anybody else doing anything in here? Yes. Uh, I will first of all offer um, um, one set of um, yeah, items from this super appealing uh, kit, a physician's kit I, I bought. Yep. The, the good one. Um, I will put like one ration of this um, into the Garlem bowl to help her and all who are with her to um, help others. Will simply state that in a very non-ceremonial way. Okay. So you'll hear again the voice as you associate uh, with Garland in a male voice for you. Um, say. Thank you, my child. I hope to see you soon. Do ask your question. Uh, I will take a little time to answer that, but I assume Galen has some time at, uh, on her hands. I will ask her of him, in this case. It is that we are here looking for something that is called your heart, the heart of Galen. And I'm wondering if it's wise for name givers to have it at all. And if so, 
which name givers should have it. Okay, so you hear um, Garland, again, only in your head, audible to anybody else. Undas Falzal cares for my heart, and only he has my permission to use my heart, or for it to be used on him. No other permitted to use my heart, except my question. Thank you, my child. I hope we meet again soon. Have I ever heard the name? Yeah. In the um, Heart of Garland handout. Undas Valzal was the immortal king that was supposed to have the stone of uh, metamorphosis, or it was also called the stone of transformation, or it was called the stone of foretelling. Uh, Jalan Elmar, who gave you that quest, didn't know what the proper name of it. He just heard some rumors in his research and had been looking for it for a long time. Yeah, um, I will keep this to myself for now okay. and whisper other small thanks to Gallen and then start, uh, like, sit down and start patching up my. Yep. Anybody else want to do anything with any of these quest goals? Nope. So, are we moving further or do we want to? Uh, we're just waiting for Cormelan to patch himself up, and then we can move on. Oh, sorry. Okay, uh, that... Sorry. Uh, Cormelan, you've got a, a free recovery test at plus eight as well. Sorry, forgot to tell you that. Ah, okay. I will gladly take that. Okay, so while you're doing that, does anybody else want to uh, do anything else with any, other, any of the questos or... Talk to other people about what you've spoken or what you've heard or anything like that. Wow. Wow. How much? <laughs> oh, get away! <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, okay, apparently, Corlan uh, sits down in front of the statue of Garland, will start fiddling around with the, with the healing aids, with the bandages and whatnot, and then after a short moment will realize that doing it one-handed while the other arm is pretty much cut off doesn't re work really well and will then just gently put it aside close his eyes and then he feel he will feel the touch of Garland in his blood in his flesh and his wounds will mend themselves in a slow and very calm peaceful way Garland has definitely blessed you this day be gone uh, technically the wound is still there but uh, I will deal with that in a short moment yeah but you're, you're healed now so yeah that goes off um, that went well that's some sort of new elemental heal no this Apparently, it was Garland showing their affectionate agreement with what oh. happened here and what we're planning to do, I think. That's good. Did he talk to you? Yes, we had a short conversation about what we were about to find here. And they were very explicit what they want the heart of Garland 
to be used for or by whom. Do you care to enlighten us? Well, the king that lies beneath these hills is the one and only. She bestowed the heart of her... They bestowed their own heart on. And only him or those who are the questers of Galen allowed and unsurprisingly may say so. Well, let's hope it's not corrupted or horror-marked or <laughs> that, because that would really throw a spanner into the... Um, sadly, what was his name again? Minebruge? Minebruge, yep. Minebruge. Minebruge didn't uh, turn out to be so talkative. He did speak to me, though, which I find rather odd. I've never had this feeling of uh, communing with a passion. I think you would all feel that was uh, quite an amazing thing to experience, the ones that have actually had a passion speak to them. Yeah, this one spoke to me too. He told me I'm black. Ah, well, maybe... Maybe this will be helpful. Should we try and scout ahead again? Vanessa, did any passion speak to you? Um, only try Corollis, because the other one didn't know if I wanted to watch the same party chat, so they did it when you weren't looking. Okay. Um, do you want to speak to anyone else, or give it a try? Yeah, technically, when people weren't looking, I had to put some in Vestrial's one for some of the blood of the person that I murdered. Vestrial is uh, broken. There'll still be a bowl there somewhere. No, none of the statues are broken. Oh. So what did you want to do, um, Vanessa? Say again. Um, but... You couldn't have like a drop of blood out of each of my vials of the people I've murdered, so that's three into national sort of thing, when the group weren't looking. Okay, so you put the blood into um, Vestrial's bowl. The blood slowly seeps away to nothing. That's all. Yeah, so I tell the rest, I didn't get anything from Corallis, and I, um, I couldn't think of what to put on for the other people. That's fine, you don't have to go through it if you don't want to. But with everyone else talking and, and has had some reaction, you've tried to speak with two of them and had no reaction. You don't really huh? believe in these gods. Passions. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah, they're not directly my passions, although I went to the one that was nearest to what would have been my home one. Okay, so you uh, doing anything else with the passions, or are you uh, going to move on, or are you going to rest, or or, or, or what? I guess we need we to finish search. in the next half an hour or so. Yeah, I guess we can search the next room. Okay, so you move along down the uh, corridor, and you see ahead of you... Um, oh, where am I? Uh, I would... Go ahead. I, I would use some more minutes to actually heal the wound with one of my regular... Yeah, that's fine. So you see at the end of the corridor um, a large stone door with a, a keyhole, a large keyhole, um, about uh, 12 centimetres uh, long in the middle of the stone door. And, pardon me, and to either side you see uh, wooden metal strap doors with no keyholes, uh, just have a, a wooden handle to the north and to the south. Uh, open inwards or outwards? 
uh, what the wooden doors. Um, you probably guessed that the uh, open outwards. Right. So if that key we found earlier goes in the lock, or I can try and pick the lock. Neither of these two doors, the wooden doors, don't have any locks on whatsoever. The only door that has a lock on it, a keyhole on it, is the is the stone door directly in front of you. But it's a it's a, a large uh, keyhole of about twelve centimeters long. Yeah, the question is, do we wedge these doors and try and pick the lock, or will I just break the mechanisms on the door when they try and open? We'll give it a go. I'm going to check it's trapped. As far as you're concerned, it's not trapped. And uh, I'm going to give it a go at picking the lock on the big door then. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you um, start um, picking the lock and um, you uh, instantly know that you've uh, triggered a trap. Uh, expecting something to happen, it kind of like clicks, a few like whirring sounds happen and then it's... And nothing happens checking the lock a little bit more after that um i think I'd, i don't know how to open this door at all can't open the end door at least not not with the tools i've got and i may have activated some trap like a three hour rolling ball trap that will be here a bit later on um so we can try and open door number one or door number two, I guess. you want to roll um half magic please you don't know for sure um, but you think that the door might be a false door because it looks more important than the other two doors that's possibly why it was set up as a trap yeah makes sense i thought it might open it but there we go and the north and south doors don't have any um locks on them i'm gonna try and check for traps and open this door okay as far as you're concerned it uh, has no traps it's got no lock okay, so i'll just try and open the handle Okay, so you open the door and you look into the room and you see there are several barrels and chests uh, but this area doesn't look like it's been used in a long, long time. It's covered in lots of dust and cobwebs. Can we check those barrels and uh, chests? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so checking through the barrels and the chest. Uh, most of the barrels are empty. There's a few uh, barrels with um, oil, black oil in them and the um some of the chests have uh various tools in spanners hammers bits of rags uh um some cogs um seem to be for some kind of mechanism which you're, you're not quite sure of at the moment oh, if there's nothing... are there any tanks here he hasn't gone north yet if that's what you're asking no i was asking are there any chains here in those crates chains chains but not um as in manacles or things like that but chains that you would think that would go on kind of like a, a a cog or wheel mechanism well that has to suffice uh okay uh so are they like uh very uh thick chains or they are thin like would it be oh, thick. hard to they're, they're quite break thick. them they're quite thick chains but the most of them are a bit rusted. Right, so I try to break those chains. With what? With my hands. Okay, roll strength check. Right. Okay, you pull as hard as you as you possibly can, and apart from a little bit of rust coming on, um, you're not able to, to break it or stretch it or do anything. 
with it. Okay, I thought you bang it around on the wall and stuff like that, and you feel that it's probably quite sturdy, even though it looks a little bit rusty. I try to break them with swords then. Okay, can I ask what you're trying to achieve? Uh, yes, I want to break that chain and uh, go back a bit and uh, put that broken chain on uh, Lohost, uh, into Lohost's bowl. Okay, why don't Symbolic, you, just you know, broken yeah. chain. Why don't you take yeah. the, the whole chain? It's well, a oh, you're on a broken chain, right, okay, yeah. okay. So can I break it with my sword? Um, I'm going to say no, because it's quite a strong chain. Talking like, what, two centimetres thick for the links? Um, right, you you told me that there are uh, tools here, so can I use some of those tools to, to break it? There are hammers, there are um, saws, and um, yeah, there's a, you, there's a big sledgy type of hammer. Okay, I, I try to use that. Okay, so uh, you put it on the floor, make a bit of noise for... If he puts a piece of like solid metal in between the links and then hits that with the hammer, it'll split it easier. Okay, uh, so you put it on the floor, you give it a couple of whacks, whacks, yeah, with the uh, 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 sledgehammer type hammer, and uh, eventually you manage to uh, break off a couple of links. Okay, so I uh, pick up those and I go back to the altar of uh, Lohost and put it there. Okay, so you hear the voice of what you, uh, of an orc version of Lohost as you uh, perceive him to be. Okay, um, you hear uh, Lohost say, Be strong in battle, my child. All right. And in game terms, you have a plus one step to battle shout for 24 hours. Okay. All right. I'm, I, I'm going back to them. Looking proud. <laughs> uh, checking the other door? No, yeah, I want the handle. Or push it, depending on... No, you, you uh, pull it. And uh, this room opens up into a, a, a room about 20 meters long, 8 meters wide. And a long wall at the far end is a mechanical contraption of some kind. It's got various cogs and wheels and a, and a hand wheel as if you're supposed to turn it. Looks quite rusty. Against the opposite wall, there's a metal portcullis with a leather on um, the side wall. And against the other wall, you see a, a thick wooden table with rags and an assortment of tools. And also a selection of barrels next to the... Uh, to the door various tools on it and you've also got a decrepit machine with cogs and wheels on it in there if you move into the room you'll be able to see things a little bit better well we're uh, waiting for vanessa to check the room yeah i've already a 13. <laughs> yeah you uh don't detect any uh any obvious traps as far as you're concerned is that machine running so the three barrels, if you check the three barrels, in uh, one of the barrels is full of oil and the other two are empty. The workbench has got uh, quite a lot of hand tools on it and like I said, um, some cogs um, and again some bits of chain. And then the machine um, looks like quite an old rusty contraption with lots of cogs and wheels and also a, another wheel as a hand wheel that you would possibly turn round and round. And then towards the south you see a portcullis 
with the leather sticking out of the wall and looking into um, past the portcullis you can see there's a, a big hole but there's also um, a, a uh, metal chains coming down from above down to something below lift shaft that's uh, a reasonable assumption so we could stick some oil on this machine um, to oil the cogs etc attempt to turn the handle probably raise no the lift if you believe this would work go for it probably need some help with it but yeah if we get oil and put it effectively on where the giants are and the turning bits on this rusty cog thing and then i guess we attempt to turn turn the handle okay do you want to roll um perception please okay because you're virtually on track anyhow um examining the machine not only is it rusty so the oil would probably work you also notice that just having a look and how the cogs are integrated with each other that possibly missing a cog or two now there's some cogs in that supply room back there so we can nip back and see if they're the same sort of size that would be needed to fix this okay so you're checking around check the um on the work table and on the floor by the sides and um you find one small cog that's going to fit you go into the other room you find several cogs and after coming backwards and forwards you eventually find um another medium-sized cog that will um fit in the place i'll uh, attempt to install them it takes you a little while because it's quite rusty and you got to put a bit of oil on here um, use a bit of strength probably ask uh, your guy to give you a hand to uh push a couple of the wheels and lever them, one of them off to get one of the smaller cogs on and then uh, replace that put another cog on get a bit of oil a bit of grease um and eventually you start being able to turn the uh crank handle you hear um, a lot of screeching and then behind you you uh hear the um the metal chains um connect and start to move a little bit if they're becoming taut winding this up and somebody see if the lift's coming up from below i'll have a look okay so what's, what's the worst that can happen decapitation <laughs> so yeah. it takes a little bit of uh, hard work can you vanessa and uh yeah guy add up your step for strength and uh roll please yeah, i'm step six if you want to roll okay so um, i'm eight okay it's really really hard work you're really pushing and and uh, um really hard with the uh, um the, the flywheel and eventually you get it going get a little bit more momentum you can hear lots of screeching as uh, Kalias is looking down eventually starts to be able to see the uh lift coming slowly up the shaft it takes a good 15 maybe 20 minutes or so of real slow work eventually the uh lift arrives at the top as they're still turning the flywheel on the machine good work guys and gal who feels really safe using this lift then are you letting your hand off the flywheel well you should be able to feel if it's got resistance yeah, it's, it's got resistance if you feel that if you if you let go of it it's just going to go spinning back down again is there a, like a brake button does it look like a non like a hold button because there must be some way of lowering it down between well, floors. there is and it's yeah. on the map oh, next to the lift 
possibly. For the lever? Try it. I thought it's for opening door. Yeah, the lever would probably lock itself into the... Well, I pulled the lever because they've got their hands full. Okay, so you pull the lever. Eventually, you hear it like... Uh... That was my back. As the lift... <laughs> as the list is secured into place... Uh, Yagai and Vanessa feel no more resistance, so you're free to let go. And the uh, portcullis slowly raises and opens up into the into the lift. Although the portcullis does take a little while, probably could have done with a bit of oiling, but it just manages to, to get it open about five foot above the floor. What I worry about this lift is, if technically you pull a lever inside it disconnects us from the chain it's just going to fall straight down currently well i cannot see any other way down so well we could have gone down the chain just and then cut a hole in the top of the lift yeah but how will you know get back up like how how far down is it going do you want to roll a perception test everybody oh no no yeah. i've got him <laughs> Okay, uh, Cormelan, you discern that from the, the length of time that they were uh, turning the cog, it's, it's, it's going to be at least 50 metres, if not more, below. 15 or 50? 50, 50. Because we're at it for a good, like I said, 15, 20 minutes. Slowly my, comes up. My calculations lead me to believe that this is at least half the distance of the running track in the great game to Travar, so that's a plunge to be reckoned with. We should be careful. Yeah, so I I don't really see us climbing that up. And we also have have Hutawas who, you know, can't really grab chain. What's inside the lift? Is there like a some form of floor button, press one, press two, anything like that? Uh, inside the lift, uh, there is a, a another lever, uh, lever on one of the on on basically on the wall into the lift on this side. So we could probably pull that lever without being in the lift and see if the lift descends down or if it plummets. Makes sense. Okay, so you put your arm into the lift and uh, pull the lever, uh, lever, which is the only way it will go, which is down. And uh, the portcullis starts slowly coming down, screeching and scratching, eventually gets to the floor and the lift starts moving down very slowly as the cogs on the um, old machine mechanism starts slowly turning round in a fairly controlled fashion excellent so that's immediate safety concerns out of the way so then we can wheel the thing back up we've lost 15 minutes doing it but then we know we should be safe to go down in the lift hopefully yeah and if it would plummet down actually you probably didn't have your armor uh, now so okay so we have to uh, wait for that lift again right to go back uh, back like all the way down and back up again okay or so can... it it, it takes about half the time that it took for you to wind it back up. It eventually stops. You hear a, a, a big clang as it um, arrives at the bottom. Um, you try and press a lever. Nothing happens. So you discern, oh, we need to 
do the crank handle again so you start turning that for a little bit longer a little bit longer again about 15 20 minutes later the lift arrives at the top and the uh, portcullis slowly rises again once you've pulled the lever and it's come up wait we have to uh, we have to manually put it back uh, back here again yep um the lever only seems to be locking the lift in place and uh, and opening the portcullis guys you Not know what that means because like if we had to pull it uh, back here again that means uh, when we go go down there it's one way right one of us or two maybe will have to climb up crank it up from up here we just have to make sure well, we can access the mind the shaft the these machines at the bottom typically to bring it up and down it's likely that there is some mechanism at the bottom and if there isn't then we will find another way we can well, climb back up the chain at least vanessa can and um i can fly up not that i would be of much use <coughs> trying to operate this you can fly yeah you saw me flying already as a shadow man yeah across the ravine oh yeah. You were probably too busy with your uh, great Hutava jump. <laughs> probably. No, he's probably too impressed with uh, Cormelan's great uh, Hutava jump. <laughs> okay, uh, not all of you are going to be able to get in the lift. Only four of you, including the um, Hutavas. So, two of them, two people. One of them, three people. The guy's the strongest. It would probably make sense to still be at the top to wind it up. The question yeah. Go down as two casters, or do you want to combat with you? Yes. Yeah, so we can first, like, there could, could go Karyas, uh, Cormilan, and the Hutawas. That would make sense. Yes, we oh. can we can fight for ourselves. Don't worry about it, Vanessa. Good luck with the chain. Well, Sokatai, appreciate being separated from you and then well, only our company. Hopefully he won't, uh, she won't kill you all and eat your guts. But she's a good girl, so she, nice. she usually behaves. Yeah, we can send us yeah. people down in the lift and you can let us know through the picture you screams what's down there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it uh, should echo here, so. I shall stand behind Cormilan. And put yep. the other Futava between us and the aggressive Futava. Okay, get yourself in the lift where you where you actually standing. Okay, so you get in the lift, and as you've been shown, there's a, a lever inside. You pull that, and the lift starts slowly descending, creaking and cracking. Doesn't sound overly safe. Takes a good ten ten minutes or so, and eventually you uh uh eventually uh, uh stops moving you pull the lever inside and the uh portcullis in front of you um opens up coming out of the lift into the lift room you see that there are two plinths on either side of the room to the west uh sat upon the plinths so what looks like big glass jars um might be made from clear crystal or something like that 
and you can see that they contain some green algae or something that's um, emitting light and you can see that there's a corridor leading off to the west. Um, get out. Yeah, um, I will, I will yeah. hand Gunbrass reins to Kalias and will take care of Sokatai myself. Ah, I can't. I can't uh, move her. She's unwilling. Is there a lever we can pull here to make it go up? Yeah, there's a lever there. Okay, we pull that, hoping it's not a trap that's going to explode us. Okay, so you pull the lever and the uh, portcullis closes. The lift doesn't move. Okay, I bang on something like to make noise so that they know that they can start pulling. Okay, so uh, you two above hear a bang in from them two below. So you'll hopefully take that as a message to start pulling the lift back up. And again, after about 20 minutes of real hard work, you manage to pull the lift up, get in the lift, All and right. go on. No, but I, I was just agreeing with you. Actually, I've just remembered, um, sorry. Um, one of you is going to have to go to the uh, lever, and one of you is going to have to hold the crankshaft on the machine. You mean the machine out here? Yep. Because the lever locks the lift in place. Yes, we surely only need to pull the lever outside and then the one in the lift to descend. The one on the outside locks the lift in place and opens yep. the portcullis. But until that lever on the outside is pulled, then the crank handle on the machine still has resistance. You can't let go. Here, so we just attach a rope round that handle, run it through below the portcullis, pull it to pull the switch down. It'd be harder if it was pulling it up. What? Say that again. So no, if we're talking about inside the lift, you can't do anything inside the lift. Oh, you mean just to open it? Yeah, so if Yugari we'll holds... Open it and lock it in place. Yeah, if Yugari holds the... Flywheel thing is the stronger of the two of us, and I'll go and pull the lever to open the portcullis. Okay, you got it. Uh, roll strength basically, don't roll a one, right? So, after that, I will probably roll one. <laughs> two, okay. one. so two uh, you manage to hold a bit. Uh, Vanessa manages to, to, to pull the uh, lever and locks the lift in place. You get in the lift. I'm just going to now put you two on the map and after about 10 minutes or so manage to uh, get down in the lift. There's no mechanism that you can see down here to be able to bring the lift back up. The lever just opens, uh, well closes the portcullis, locks the lift where it is. Yeah, I've got a plan for that later on, that's a future problem. Okay, so you can see a corridor uh, ahead of you and there's two lit pedestals glass jars with some green algae kind of stuff in go on vanessa do your job walk in the room and search for traps i'm assuming this lot would have stood on them well they're not moving until you got here <laughs> well we can give her place to move instead of like blocking her way Oh, go ahead, Vanessa. Get 
get in the room and roll. Okay, you're quite happy. There's there's no traps in this room or down the corridor. We've got to get ourselves some of these brazes for back at the house, though. Self-lighting smart brazes, they're good. Now you're that close, you can see that it's possibly this the same algae that was in the uh, statue room. Yeah, so on the way out, I want to steal some of this stuff in a jar or whatever it is on the way out. Okay, keep moving forward then. Okay, you slowly start uh, coming forward to a, what looks like a, a crossroads. Um, you see a corridor going north and south, and it's possibly going on to the uh, west. But you can only get through in single file. It looks like possibly a, a choke point. Yeah, one pretty defensible, two pretty trappable, so we're going to look. Okay, you don't notice any traps. Alright, so up or down basically from the choices, because you go single file funneled into one side, would be a maze. Okay, oh, okay. you can now see there's two wooden doors, similar to the, the doors above that went into the lift room and the store room, and they've got metal straps on it. The... The door to the north has a intricate carving on the surface of the door. And the door to the north shows a troll uh, fending off a gate to maybe a care or, or something in the side of a mountain against a large humanoid leathery winged creature that's holding a great sword. On the door to the south uh, shows the same troll, but in a more peaceful environment. He's laying his hands on a wounded soldier, and a bright blue light is emanating from the soldier's chest. You, you would have thought Garland the effort healing side is probably the better one to go on. Is that all we have to choose from? No, there's also a corridor going west and where you are now you can see that part of the uh, the wall and the corridor has caved in partially you can only get one person past the cave in come on slither through okay so the door to the south from where you're stood now looks the same as the other two doors exquisitely crafted this one the door to the south depicts a depiction of a a troll this one shows the, the the troll in combat with a giant statue however strangely the the troll that's in this combat has a smile upon his face and the door to the north again similar to the other doors with a an exquisite depiction of the troll again and this one shows the troll stood around a table with a silver tankard held high and six other trolls in front with similarly raised tankards. None of these doors have keyholes on. They all have just wooden handles to pull the door towards you. And straight ahead, you see a, a stone door with a large keyhole, similar to the one on the level above. Is this a double buff? Is it the same trap played twice? Or is it just meant out to think it's the same trap? 
Well, those that door is more far away than last time. Can you check? But they use Stop. the same kind of traps. Can you roll? Stop. Uh, Vanessa, can you? Um... Yeah. Oh, when was that eighteen for? Yeah, that was when I entered this room. When we got past the blockade bit. Yeah, in front of this um, stone door is a um, large pit trap. But this one um, is 20 meters deep and has metal spikes in the bottom. You haven't triggered it, but you've been able to uh, detect it without springing it. Right, so, question, do we make an effort of attempting to use that keyhole on the other side of the obvious trap door, or do we just open one of these wooden doors? You've got four doors, well, two to the north, two to the south, plus this door to the west. Maybe let's try doors that are not trapped. None of these doors, uh, is de uh, Vanessa hasn't detected any traps on these doors. None of them have keyholes. They have handles to open the door into the corridor that you're in. On the other hand, like if they put trap in front of doors, uh, I assume that something important is behind them. Yeah, possibly it goes two ways. Is that just the same type of trap running again, effectively, stone door that's fake? Or is it actually a stone door going somewhere with a big trap in front of it? There's no lever apparent to disarm this one. Not an, an obvious one that would be there for someone who knew the trap was there. You could try and attempt to disarm it by using your disarm traps talent. Yeah, I'll uh, have a rope tied around me first, just in case. <laughs> okay, you um, just managed um, to f figure out the uh, spring mechanism that would open the floor in front of you and make you fall down into the pit below and get impaled by the metal spikes and you're able to just about secure it. So stepping on the floor now wouldn't cause the trap to be initiated. All right, so I'm going to gingerly sneak across the side and then attempt to pick the lock in the big stone door. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, can you roll um, danger traps? Danger sense. You didn't say detect traps on the door, used nope. in the corridor. Uh, 11, right, let me roll. Right, okay, you um, start trying to pick uh, the lock on on the door being quite delicate about it and uh, you just manage as a a, a a plume of gas suddenly comes out of the hole in the keyhole and splutters into a, a six yard uh, sorry two yard area to two meters yet area in front of the door and you just manage to jump out of the way before you're engulfed by this green gas cloud. However, you didn't, whilst you were picking the lock, you didn't feel that there was actually anything to unpick. Again, you believe it's just another false door. It's the way to see if you can kill people with the same trap over and over until the one time it's a real door. So, the next room you go in, I'll stop the game. It's... After the next room or before it? So once you get into the next room, we'll uh, stop the game because it's quarter to now. 
and I wanted to try and finish around about now. I just thought, theoretically, without anything else to go on, the best one to attempt to go for first would be the one healing stuff. The troll healing something. So that would be this door. In front the of the checkpoint. Technically, Garland's about healing stuff is the primary reason. Not the only, but primary. Sounds good to me, yeah, so let's go there. Okay. Do you want to check that door for traps, or did you check them already? Oh, check the I moved to... No, the doors, these doors have been checked. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let me just... Okay, like I said, the door isn't locked. It has a handle that um, pulls the door towards you. Right. As you open the door, you're immediately stunned by a bright blue light. You blink a few times and can see at the end of the corridor a pulsating blue orb floating in the air. The orb is 20 centimetres in diameter and floating above the floor at about one metre. Yeah, section room traps. This blue light is illuminating the whole corridor. Yep, you don't discover any traps down the corridor. That's a big room. <laughs> yep, just as you get in round the corner, to where the orb is, you can spy into a huge room that is illuminated by what? You know not. Is it possible to squeeze past that without banging into it, I assume? Yeah, like I said, it's only, it's only um, 20 centimetres in diameter. It's not, it's not big. It's only like that, flying about a metre off the floor. Um, okay, so in front of you, um just past the orb um you can see that it's a a huge chamber some 40 meters squared and over um and in the center of the room is a some stairs going up to a, a dais some 20 meters high and you can see a soft blue light emanating from the the top of the dais. Alright, so I'm going to let everybody else know what I've seen. So, I assume we've not come round. Do you want these... me to engineer and try and check it for traps? Yeah, these are steps going up to the centre. And as you enter the room, you hear the voice of Garland. This time, it's a female voice. And you all hear it exactly the same. And it says, Welcome, my children. Enter in peace. Yes, I'm going to put my weapons away. It's a perfect place. A good place to stop. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. And that be the adventure for today. Okay. So, I'm going to say goodbye. Thanks for watching. See you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>